0: Welcome back to the Rotobomb Podcast. What's happening, people? Pete Davidson here. Um, this is a long overdue uh, episode of the show. My apologies, uh, hence the intro music uh, the author is about to explain. Um, uh, basically, I mean, I've just been getting my ass kicked um, this August. There's really no complex explanation that I need to waste uh, any time on because time is short, but... Um, Even today is going to be hard. I'm going to really try hard to get four separate podcasts. Um, out today. Um, Finding the time to record them is gonna be a challenge. I'm recording with EEI because our show is not gonna be live this week. Um, Hacksaw's going on vacation. Um, So I've got a lot on my plate and I'm I'm trying to catch up Uh, but I have been working on the rankings every day and trying to take in all this information. Um, So much has happened since uh, the last update Uh, and by the time I lock everything in this afternoon uh, the rankings uh, should be pretty tight. The cheap cheat sheet should be up so for those drafting this weekend uh, that's a little bonus for you guys um, you folks excuse me um Uh, But what this is, what we're about to get into is the quarterback podcast, and this is going to be pretty quick. Um, All of these podcasts, I think, relative to past positional podcasts are going to be quick because the context that we're speaking in is a drafting context. Uh, You know, look, we know these players. I've been through these players a million times. Um, You know, it's too late to learn about the players themselves. What we want to learn is how are we drafting? How can we maximize uh, our talent on hand when we walk out of the room and all of that good stuff? And that's the focus. Um, of all the podcasts that I'm going to record today. Um, So we're about to get into the QBs. It's a really, man, I mean, I, you know, I always say I, I don't like to overuse the word interesting. I think it's sort of a crutch word we use in this industry and lots of industries. Anybody who sort of, you know, puts out content, hey, this is interesting, but it Really is an interesting um, year for QBs. I've never personally seen this kind of depth. I mean, even the quarterbacks who are being slotted in at the end are interesting on some level. Like Jameis Winston just became a starter. I You know, I think the talent on hand being so weak keeps me from really getting that excited. But if Jameis had... Um, you know, I mean, if Michael Thomas was rocking and rolling, I, I would be interested in Jameis Winston. Um, and I think still, from a volume standpoint, he may get there. We'll see. Um, the fact that he's got less offensive talent and a great defense but um, is not great. But, you know, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, you know, these guys are going to have value. Um, it's starting to look like uh, the quarterback in uh, New England could be Mac Jones. Who knows? Who um, So uh, there's a lot going on. You know, and, and obviously for fantasy purposes, for someone like me, I was sort of hoping for Cam Newton because I, I really want as many chances to draft quarterbacks uh, who run the football as possible. And and, and that's going to be a theme um, of this podcast, which again, I'm going to try to keep short, um, hopefully under a half hour, perhaps well under a half hour. Uh, because again, uh, I'm going to hit some individual players here, some of the guys I'm targeting. Uh, but you know what this is about is just sort of my general look at the board this year. It's, I don't... I don't know if I've ever seen this unusual of a quarterback class. And we've got things going on, um, you know, on a macro and micro level. You know, macro-wise, when you look at the quarterback pool, you know, when I went back and looked at the numbers, and I'm not a numbers guy. I mean, there's there are people around who are better equipped to do this kind of stuff than me. But it's pretty clear that we have, because, in my opinion, of Mahomes' greatness and then the dual threat capability of guys like Kyler, Lamar, and Josh Allen. Those four guys are my clear top tier, by the way. Um, You can order those four in any way you want. For me, it goes Mahomes, Murray, Jackson, Allen. But the next, I mean, Murray, Jackson, Allen basically, to me, are in a three-way heat. I don't know which one of them is going to go off. I don't know which one of them is going to have the best year in terms of like touchdown returns. A lot of that stuff is going to be just... You know, luck and and, and the way the year sort of plays out. Sometimes running quarterbacks, once their team is, say, nine and one or something like that, they will start running a little bit less. You know, there's all kinds of ways that this unfolds. But to me, Mahomes, due to the floor and the fact that he just, you know, that offense runs through him to a pretty big extent. He, you know, he really drafts behind that thing. Well, he's the motor, but, you know, they don't have a ton of just straight pure rushing yards. He gets a lot. Um, of the action there and the fact that he's great and has great weapons. To me, he has so much floor. He's my one. Uh, but having said that, I think strategically, there's I could understand why someone would be like, yeah, I'm not going to go after Mahomes. I'm going to go after Kyler or Lamar or Allen as my QB1. And you know what? That's not crazy at all. Um, but for me, clearly, these four are my top tier. Um, and, and here's where it becomes... <sighs> I'm not gonna say interesting. Here's here's where it just becomes I don't know compelling. Whatever you want to say, it it's different than the way I viewed the quarterback board in the past, where yes there are some clear names at the top that we like more than the rest but tradition says these names could come back into the pack that a guy who we think is the clear qb1 could end up as the QB three four five six seven just based on happenstance or you know external factors or game flow whatever right that has been sort of historically how this works good quarterbacks tend to be good but the qb1 tends to be the guy who had the best season kind of thing or the guys who separate themselves from the back if there's any you know if there's two or Three elite performers in a given year. It doesn't necessarily mean it was hugely predictive going in. That's sort of been the history of the quarterback position for fantasy. The way I see it this year, and I, you know, it's I I've heard some other people who are into data who sort of see it the same way. But it seems to me that, again, the greatness of Mahomes and the rushing ability/slash. Uh, disposition of the teams to use the rushing ability. We've got lots of mobile quarterbacks. How many of them are going to be aggressive rushers because their coaching staff wants that out of them? We know that Jackson's going to be that. We know that Allen is going to be that to some extent, and he's going to get a lot of goal line. Like Once we get inside that red zone, Allen's going to score touchdowns. Um, And we know Kyler is just impossible (laughs) to tackle uh, one-on-one, so he's going to get a lot of juice too. These guys are going to run. So again, for me, it's a top tier. Where it gets interesting is when we start thinking about, well, I know what my top tier is, but when do I actually want to break the seal, right? When do I actually want to be taking my first quarterback or maybe my only quarterback, depending on the kind of league? Do I want to, you know, and I'll give you a quick story. Uh, a couple of weeks back, I was doing my Beantown Brawl draft. Lots of sharp guys. Hack is in that league. Pat Thorman's in that league. Pete Overzett's in that league. A lot of really sharp drafters. Uh, Kevin O'Brien, fantasy football engineer. Dave Caban, uh, the you know the fantasy father. There's a lot of really smart dudes in that league. Um, and we got to, towards the end of the fourth round, I think I had the fourth overall pick. I was on a, uh, I was actually doing a zero RB build and then I sort of got off of it. Um, and I ended up taking Mahomes as the first quarterback in off the board uh, late fourth round. Um, and you know, it, it was, I, the reason I did it is about the conversation we're having right now where I feel that the four elites are worth something. Um, And when I say worth something, I mean I'm willing to give up a little something to get one of these four guys. Now, am I going to give up one of my absolute foundational players? No. I mean, I I got Devontae Adams on my team. I got DK Metcalf on my team. I got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on my team in the third round. So I felt like I had a guy who was, on the you know on the fringe of being an rb1 and i've got two receivers who on my board are in my top five and they are the elite guys they are the guys who are in that pool where they could be the wide receiver one it would not shock me one bit if dk Metcalf scored like 20 touchdowns and was the wide receiver one so i've got two elite receivers and i mean elite and elite receivers which we'll get to later and there aren't as many of them around as there used to be so i've got things on my team that i feel really good about i've got a foundation things that i can build off of and Mahomes for me I was like, you know what, I'm going to start the quarterback run here. I'm going to try to, at least. Um, And the fact that I'm coming back around early fifth means I should probably be able to you know, get another really good player. Um, And then hopefully, because I've got Mahomes, I don't have to mess around with quarterback. And as it turned out, I did not draft another quarterback in that draft. Um, And I did well late when other people were taking backup quarterbacks. Uh, I got some running backs with juice. Um, So I do think if you wait long enough, to me... Starting the quarterback run or participating in the early part of the quarterback run makes more sense than it has in past years if you can wait it out long enough. The key thing for me when you do this is, are there still guys on the board who are sort of elite? I'm not taking my quarterback when there are other non-quarterback players on the board who are elite. But the minute that that's not the case anymore, the minute I'm looking at the you know the cooper cups and you know the robert woods and um you know i mean a couple other names off the top of my head i don't know why receivers pull up but, you know uh, you know the, the 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 jamar chases and the t higgins and you know these are guys we really like but i i'm very very okay with taking a an elite top-tier quarterback over these guys, because I feel like the subsequent rounds, the fall-off, isn't going to be as extreme. And again, if we've done our job, we either have something like a a robust RB uh, group that we can build upon, make that and the elite quarterback our team engine, and then do the best we can with the receiver, or we've got some elite receivers in place. So, like, in my situation, I had Mahomes, but I already had an elite Receiver one and receiver two. All I really need to do is get the the functional receivers I need for my third spot and for depth. So, and you know, I trust my ability as a drafter to get that done. Um, In in past years. I felt that the drop-off was so extreme and the upside for the top quarterback group wasn't high enough where I would have really hemmed and hawed over that Mahomes decision. And I may have said, man, maybe he'll get back around to me next round. But I felt that the way this thing's lined up now, I feel that these Konami quarterbacks really are, I say Konami code quarterbacks, I'm stealing from Lord Reeves, Um, but I feel these guys do have a level above that I'd be willing to buy into. Now, before Prescott's injury, he was in that group too. Right. Um, but for me, with Prescott's injury, there's enough risk where I bumped him down a little bit. Prescott le- leads off the next tier with Wilson um, and then a little dip to Aaron Rodgers and then another dip to Jalen Hurts. And then we get into the guys who are more pure throwers. Herbert leads that pack because maybe he could start running more. Uh, but n- now we get into and again, I'm moving through these names fast. You guys have access to the rankings. Um, and again, they'll be updated by the end of the day. Um, but Mahomes, Murray, Jackson, Allen, Tier 1, Prescott, then is next, Wilson, Rodgers, Hertz for me. You know, I feel like the Deshaun Watson thing is now dead enough where I'm going to put Hertz right back in his natural spot on my board, which is, you know, right there with Rodgers, whether you want floor or ceiling. Um, and then these this next group of guys, these three guys, look, they're totally legit. Herbert, Tannehill, Tom Brady. I, I, you know, these guys would be all right. But to me, there's just not enough upside. I want more upside, I want quarterbacks who run. So for me, I'm much happier to let other people take the Herberts, the Tannehills, the Brady's, the Matt Stafford's, even the Joe Burrows coming off the ACL, Uh, even the Tua's, because I don't know how much he's gonna run. I would much rather sit back and grab a Justin Fields, a Trevor Lawrence, a Trey Lance. Um, And somebody might rightfully point out that, hey, depending on your draft position, if you pass on those guys, by the time it comes back around for you, they could all be gone. Yeah, that's true. If you, if you push it towards the middle part of the draft and you're waiting to get one of these running quarterbacks, if you are sort of got an oblong draft position where there's a lot of picks between your spots, yeah, there is a risk of that. But the beauty of that is the structure, excuse me, the, the, the shape of the entire quarterback pool, right? Because the one thing about quarterbacks, and again, I do like that top tier, it's sort of a new thing for me. So there is an element where I've separated these guys more than in the past, but if the top tier doesn't happen for me, and if one of my upside running quarterbacks, Fields being the one I really want, but I like Lawrence and Lance a lot too, if none of this happens for me, the depth of the quarterback pool becomes your friend, right? So let's say, none of the big 4 fall for me. I wait out the rest and then somehow I get boxed out on the running quarterbacks, the rookies, fields particularly. I get boxed out on those guys, all right? Well, okay. It's suboptimal. I didn't want it to happen that way, but I'm still in really good shape because I took other players I like in their stead, right? I'm, st- I'm I don't have any quarterbacks and I've been taking best player available probably at the elite you know, scarcity positions. So my team overall is probably in really good shape. I just need to figure out a quarterback. Well, guess what? It's not real hard to do, because I can take like Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson with like the last pick of the draft most of the time. And if even if those guys, if someone happens to have you know uh, you know an affinity for one of those players, I'll take Baker Mayfield. I'll take Daniel Jones. I'll take the guy I like who stays on the board. I'll take Derek Carr if I have to. Kirk Cousins. I mean, I don't like these guys, but as you know, as a fill your single position with the last pick of your draft, there's I mean. I'll play with the last guys available. I'll play with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Some people like Fitzpatrick more than I do, but I mean, like, I'll take Fitzpatrick. Uh, you know, if Cam Newton's the starter, I'll roll with Cam Newton for a couple of weeks. You know, if, you know, late, if Carson Wentz is going to start week one, I mean, he's risky now. You know, he's not as high on my board, but, you know, I'll, I'll roll with him. Teddy Bridgewater, whatever. Ben Roethlisberger, these guys, you know, if the rest of your team is kick ass, certainly for a while you can roll with these guys um uh so there's really no way to get smoked at the position the only way to truly get smoked at the position is to go early on a player and overspend for guys who just aren't worth it. That is how you get smoked a quarterback. Uh, unless you're in a super flex format, like with 14 teams or something, it's really unlikely you're going to get smoked at the position. Um, or maybe a 12-team league where people hoard or whatever. Uh, but quarterback is as deep as I've ever seen it. In terms of number of guys I'd be willing to just sort of stick in my lineup. And not as streamers, like you know, most of these guys, I, I would put them in my lineup as weekly options. Um, so the way to do quarterback, in my opinion, is, as always, you want to take him as late as possible, but there are earlier windows where I consider, where, how do I put this, where I've reconsidered what late actually is, right? So for me, Mahomes, even a guy like Mahomes, if I'm going a build that I like, he would probably need to slip into the fifth for me. Same with these other guys. I'm a little bit more open-minded you know, in that mid to late fourth area to jump now. Um, and I'm very willing to take any of the top four, any, you know, what once, you know, like say I didn't take Mahomes and then Kyler, Lamar, Josh Allen's available with my next pick. Pfft, absolutely, I would do that. Um, the reason I went quarterback in the fourth and not early fifth is I didn't see, there wasn't a position where I could get boxed out around the bend, so I just said, I'll take the quarterback I like the most. Um, but, and I, you know, forgive me for babbling and bouncing all around here, but the, the general thing about quarterback is, don't overpay, but have targets sort of at all areas of the draft, right? Um, with the exception of the elite area. So once you get into that, for me, once I get into about mid fourth, quarterbacks are now in my window. I'm considering them. My ideal scenario is probably getting one of the Konami guys You know the footpoint guys, Kyler, Lamar, Josh Allen. One of them in the fifth round, in a single QB redraft, is like perfect to me. That's perfect. Obviously, if I get them in the sixth, that's amazing. Um, But to me, any time that you let them go from the fifth round on, there's a good chance that that they're not going to get back to you, even if you've got a mid pick, because basically what's going to happen is everybody is going to stare down each other. We're going to play chicken. The minute the quarterback start going if it's late like in the fifth Kyler Lamar and Josh Allen will go probably in a span of like six picks that's probably what will happen it's what's happened in the drafts I've been in so far um, and again normally that wouldn't bug me but you know just to say it one more time I know some of you are rolling your eyes now but to me this elite tier is more compelling to jump in early than any elite tier I've seen so far doing this you know in all the years I've done this um, so Again, you don't need to get one, but you know, think about it this way. We talk about keeping your options open. Having quarterback in the fifth round as an available option, and having these quarterbacks on the board puts you in a very powerful position because you've got, you should have four, three stud players, one very good player. Now you're looking to do your quarterback, right? So your options are: I'm going to take an elite quarterback as my fifth player. That's good. Or Somebody is gonna slip who's so compelling that you don't do that. Either way, you're doing well. Um, So, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it for how these quarterbacks work. I mean, it's so deep um there are 31 viable options on my board uh i'm I'm not you know unless it's 2qb i'm not messing around with the houston quarterback situation just yet um that's one of the things i'll probably be drilling down on over the weekend is there any way to approach this thing that makes sense uh it's so ugly they have so little talent um you know that right now they're just not really big in my 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 window, but that's really the only team. Thirty one other teams. I'm more than willing to take their quarterback. Like I didn't talk about Derek Carr. I'll play with Derek Carr. I'll, I'll play with Kirk Cousins. I'll play with Matt Ryan if I have to. I don't love these guys. I mean, the only guy in in the top thirty one that I'm just sort of off and maybe we should cut this at 30, is Goff. I mean, Goff just doesn't have much ceiling. Um, You know, like, and some people might be going, you're okay with Bridgewater and not Goff? Yeah, I am. Um, And the reason being is that, A, Bridgewater has weapons that are way better. Way better. And then the other thing is that Bridgewater will run a little bit. Bridgewater will give us some foot points. He'll score some touchdowns with his feet. uh, And and Goff really won't. Anyway, those two players don't matter, I don't plan on having a lot of either one of them, but this is the thought process I want us to go through. Um, Which quarterbacks are going to be value added with their feet, even when we get down to these late guys, Bridgewater and Goff, I don't know either one of them, but if I was faced with the decision, I'd probably go Bridgewater. Now, some people might rightfully point out, well, Goff's gonna be a quarterback all year long, and if you are trying to be conservative with the back end of a 2QB pairing in a Superflex, maybe you go Goff. But to me, if I can take Bridgewater and then maybe nab lock. I'd rather have those two guys than Goff. Um, If I can get Bridgewater and add another, you know, add a third option that I can go to, um, in you know, if Bridgewater flakes out, you know, that's an option, Um, or maybe Bridgewater's my third option, you know, whatever. But you know, for me, I want the upside. You know, the only way I go Goff over Bridgewater if it's like I have a perfect team and I need a QB two to keep the thing on the tracks, maybe then I would go Goff. but mostly I'm really focused in on upside. Uh, now let's just go through, I'm just gonna, you know, we, the elite guys, we know, uh, I've been over and over a lot of these names, but I'm just gonna hit a couple guys just to firm up where I'm at with them, um, in case you guys, in case you care. Um, You know, Jalen Hurts we talked about. I think at this point, he seems like he's going to be the guy. I'm not worried that they go away from him. To me, look, it's a redraft thing. If I lose on it, I lose on it. You can always replace a quarterback. But I think Hurts is going to run a lot. He has the ability to force himself up. Force himself up, maybe past Wilson and Prescott, and become like the QB five. And I, you know, and who knows? Maybe even QB four, depending on how these other guys shake out. So I like Hertz a lot in redraft. Um, and then you know Fields, Lance, Lawrence. We've talked about a lot. I think these guys are going to run. Uh, I think Fields and Lance are going to be on the field early. Obviously, in a single QB league, depending on, on when you're drafting, you may have to roster a second quarterback. That's really the downside, um, to me. Uh, but I, I just don't see how they keep these kids off the field. They're just too good. These teams are going to be better with these guys on the field. Uh, the Bears, you know, Brain Trust needs to keep its job, and San Francisco's trying to win a Super Bowl. So to me, these guys are going to be on the field sooner rather than later, maybe week, maybe week one. Um Then some other guys, you know, Burrow I love, but I'm a little concerned that it's not going to be as aggressive and clean early in the season. Um, So I love Burrow in dynasty and uh, maybe even best ball. But in terms of having Burrow trying to win games for me first two or three weeks of the season, it feels a little suboptimal. So unless he really falls to me, probably not a guy I'm taking and redraft right now. Tua, I think if he slips, I'm more than willing to take him. Maybe he'll run a little more. His weapons are ridiculous. Darnold, I think, is one of the most underrated guys out there. I think he's got QB2 value up the wazoo. Uh, I think people are probably undervaluing Daniel Jones a little bit, even with the shaky scheme. He can run. He's got phenomenal weapons. Um, And as some of you know, I think Zach Wilson's a huge talent. Um, The only thing about him I don't like is that he plays for my team. Uh, I, I think Wilson is probably underrated in terms of how much he may be able to run the interesting thing with Wilson <clears throat> as it relates to the running is that the, I think the better the Jets are the more they're likely to allow him to run if they actually have any type of sniff on a playoff spot I think the longer that lasts the more they will let Wilson do some things once they're out of it they'll probably just try to develop him so there's a, there's there's an angle on that whole thing um, You know, I think Fitzpatrick is a guy who's probably underrated on my board for what it's worth. Um, And I think Cam Newton is a guy we need to keep following. Uh, Because if for some reason they decide to roll with Cam early, um, I think he could put up some really, really good numbers. Um, and, And that's pretty much it. You know, I think the quarterback position is easy unless you make it hard, right? And the way you make it hard is by having maybe one or two guys that you're just in love with that you have to have, so you reach. You take like Ryan Tannehill in the sixth or seventh, when you can get, you might be able to get Tannehill in the eighth or ninth, and certainly you can get something that's the same as Tannehill. So like to me, The way you're going to get hurt on quarterback is reaching for guys who are not running quarterbacks and paying above market rate for them. I want to play, if I want to go with one of those guys, I want it to be below market rate. So that's pretty much it on the quarterbacks. I think, again, it's an easy position to play if you don't overthink it, if you don't get too complex, if you don't let your emotions in the room that's it (laughs) If, if you have any questions on quarterbacks hit me up on twitter um i'm gonna close this podcast out now um and we're gonna have more podcasts coming today if i get jammed on time it's possible i'll put the tight ends off until tomorrow um but you know we'll see how that goes so hey um sorry that i have been a little mercurial Uh, It's been a really tough summer for my family. We've just had so much going on. Uh, I've been busier than I I can ever remember. So uh, doing my best to catch up. Uh, I have been doing drafts. I am pretty dialed in. uh, So you can trust the information I'm pumping out. Uh, And uh, hopefully you guys are kicking ass in your drafts. Um, So that's it for the QBs. Um, I believe the receivers will be up next. Uh, And uh, look for that content to start dropping in the mid-afternoon. So, thanks for listening to the Rotobomb Podcast. Uh, Good luck with all your drafts, and uh, we'll see you later today.